Hello and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Tusk, also known as Adam Chalk. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, first of all, why not? And where have you been? Stop listening to all the bitter old-timers with their own agendas that shit on everything the new generation of wrestlers does. And second of all, unlike those guys... We give our honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the going-ons in professional wrestling from shows like WWE Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite and Rampage as well as pay-per-views and some indie shows that we'll watch as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. But I am here to talk about the show that we watched last night And that is, of course, WWE Monday Night Raw, which went down in Houston, Texas. And after an incredible SummerSlam, I was really looking forward to what was being called uh, the official first Monday Night Raw of the new Triple H creative era, or whatever it's being called. And I thought there would have been a red-hot crowd there in Texas, But let's be honest, they made very little noise all night. So as a viewer from home that watching from his couch, that really didn't help the experience for me. Because the the crowd and how hyped they are really does make a difference. So I think if they were performing in front of a red-hot crowd, this probably would have been getting much better reviews. But that's not to say that this show wasn't any good, because... It certainly was a good show and a much better Raw than we have been accustomed to in the past few years. Uh, The show was mainly focused on two different things, really. That was uh, the women's division, which really had a good night. And they also went out of their way to restore some sort of prestige to the United States Championship. And WWE seem to now have titles that actually matter. And I expect the same to be done to the Intercontinental Championship on SmackDown. Uh, And that has to be taken as positive for me. Not everything on Raw and SmackDown or any other show that WWE produces can change overnight. Um, But so far Triple H seems to be in touch with what the fans want and what makes a good professional wrestling show. And that that's what this show was. Um, very little in the way of sports entertainment. As we know, Triple H is a pro wrestler. He's a pro wrestling fan. He, he knows the history, obviously being involved for a long, long time. Uh, when he was producing and writing NXT, the old black and gold, That was, for me, one of the best pro wrestling shows out there. And it does look like main roster is now going along along those lines. I'm not going to say it's the best pro wrestling show because we now have AEW out there, which probably is that. But this show was very good. Uh, But let's get into what we saw from last night. And the show kicked off with Becky Lynch. She came to the ring for a promo. She came out with 
well, without any elaborate clothing, no big-time attitude. But she was wearing a sling on her arm, um, as it had been reported that she was injured at SummerSlam, unfortunately. Uh, that looks like it is legit from what I've been seeing. Uh, she came out praised Bianca Belair uh, and the Raw Women's Champion then came out herself. We had an, uh, another nice embrace between the two. Uh, Becky then went off to the back. But as Bianca carried on a promo in the ring, we saw on the screen that the new group of uh, EO Sky, Dakota Kai and their leader, it seems, Bailey, they just laid out Becky Lynch in the back and uh, wrapped a chair around that injured arm uh, seemingly writing Becky Lynch off the show and I have to say I really really like this um, it means Becky has a reason to be away in storyline as well as in real life uh, it gets Bailey um, and Dakota Kai and Io Sky instant heat which I think would have been difficult considering most of us really missed Bailey and were calling for her to return. Um, so I thought it would be hard to make Bailey the uh, the the heel, but they did pretty well with this. Um, and I also like the fact that babyface Bianca Belair didn't just stand in the ring watching all this happen on the screen. She instantly got out of the ring and ran to the back trying to help. Uh, I really like this opening of Raw, to be honest. Uh, a really good start. We went from that uh, into a fantastic video package that talked about the prestige and the lineage of the United States Championship. Um I thought this was a great thing to do. And it definitely seems, like I said earlier, that the belts are going to mean something now in WWE and not just a trophy for somebody to walk around with. Um, we then found out <coughs> that we were going to get two triple threat matches on the show. And the winners of these two triple threat matches were going to face each other later on to see who will get the first shot, or next shot, should I say, at Bobby Lashley and the United States Championship. And the first of those was AJ Styles versus The Miz versus Mustafa Ali. And this was a really good match, apart from one... There was one little bit of miscommunication between... I think it was The Miz... Well, it definitely was The Miz and I think AJ Styles. But other than that, this was really good. Um, it's great to see Mustafa Ali getting a fair chance of things on the main roster and he'll now obviously have a chance to show everyone that you know what he can actually do and I think he did that in this match he was really good um, they all sort of came close to winning this one and you, you weren't exactly sure who was going to walk out as the winner it was though AJ Styles that got the victory and the finish to this match, if you haven't seen it, go and see it because it was incredible. Mustafa Ali uh, hit a 450 splash onto Miz, but his legs sort of sprang up 
after hitting the move as it normally would with something like that from him um but they went their legs came up high enough for styles just to grab them and transition smoothly into the styles clash which got him the win uh, awesome go and seek it out if you haven't watched it already I have to also mention how good the Miz's selling was on this as well, selling the ribs that were injured in that match on Saturday against Logan Paul. Um, it's good to see somebody actually selling something that happened in, you know, a earlier show instead of just having it forgotten the next time he's on screen. A nice little detail which I think had Triple H's finger. Uh, fingerprints all over it so again really good we then had Seth Rollins come out he cut a little promo on Riddle and as much as I really like Rollins and I do like him I think he's great I really don't like his promos at the moment but he was interrupted by the Street Profits of all people who I kind of forgot that they were uh, Riddle's mates but he did mention that on, on commentary. Um, I like the way Seth ripped into them, but the uh, replies that came back from the Street Profits were just as great. Uh, we did, though, get an impromptu match being made out of this, which isn't really something that I'm a fan of. But if it's done sort of sparingly, I know it happened twice on this show, but if it's done sparingly, then... I can give it a pass. When they started a game of rock, paper, scissors, I got a little bit annoyed. But then Montez Ford swerved us all, just grabbed the referee and stormed to the ring. I thought that was great. Uh, so it was then, of course, Montez Ford versus Seth Rollins. And this pairing was inspired, I thought. Uh, Seth Rollins is one of the best in the world at getting someone over as a singles wrestler while still beating the guy. Uh, and that's exactly what he did here for Montez Ford. Ford looked really good in defeat. And, you know, no matter which road his character's going to take, whether it is babyface or, or the heel route, it's kind of what they're teasing at the minute. I think he's going to be a massive star, no matter what. Um, also like the, the fact that the match didn't get a crappy non-finish, because I think it would have done a couple of weeks ago under Vince McMahon's regime, but this proves that you don't need that kind of finish to something like this. You can have winners and losers, and both guys come out of it, look great. Yeah, another really good job here. Unfortunately, though, we did then get a non-finish in the next match, which was Alexa Bliss versus Asuka. And I'm actually going to say that I kind of don't mind the finish too much because it played into the story of the night, really, involving Bailey and a group. And also, it's not like this match went 20 minutes and wasted all our time and got a crappy finish. Uh, this was done in a matter of minutes, and it also set up Bianca Belair versus Io Sky for later in the night. Um, so it played into the story, like I said. 
although not perfect, I am going to give it a pass. Next up was the second triple threat match, and this one was Dolph Ziggler versus Champa versus Chad Gable. And once again, this was really good. Uh, Chad Gable's promo on the way to the ring was great heel work and gave off Kurt Angle vibes as he he sort of does every time I see him, if I'm honest. But as I said, the match was really good. Uh, and there was a really great spot where Chad Gable was sort of mid-move delivering a rolling German suplex to Champa when Dolph Ziggler came in and hit a zigzag to both of them. And this is when the crowd really pissed me off because that deserves some sort of a pop. And I, you know, I don't want to sort of draw comparisons too much between WWE and AEW, but if that was done in an AEW crowd, the crowd would have popped for that. This got absolutely nothing, and it deserved way better. Fans were just sat there staring at the ring. My theory is that they've all been brainwashed by the drab Vince McMahon bollocks product of the last few years. And these idiots don't know how to react to good, really good pro wrestling when they see it. Um, they're just sat there waiting for the next 50 plus year old legend to be wheeled out in front of them. Uh, the non-funny comedy bollocks segment to happen. It's ridiculous. Um... This match deserved more than it got. But, you know what, forget these morons. I thought this was a really, really good match. In which Champa moves on to face AJ Styles later in the night. More on that in a minute. Edge then made his return to Raw after returning to WWE at SummerSlam. He cut a short and sweet promo on the Judgment Day. I have to say that I am a bit confused by his character, though, because we've been having these, you know, weeks of vignettes of him sort of looking like he's going to return as the edge that he was in the brood, almost fiendishly like, um, and even had a brood-like entrance at SummerSlam. Just to come out here as the gritty edge that we've had over the last couple of years since he returned. Um, it was fine. I did like the fact that he addressed that he'd been a dickhead to the fans the last couple of months and all of a sudden he is now a babyface. Um, yeah, not much really to say on this. I do have to bring up Byron Saxon, though, on commentary, calling this a clear and cryptic message sent to the Judgment Day. How the fuck can it be both? I don't know. WWE went from a masterclass in commentary from Michael Cole on Saturday night to this idiot on Monday. Uh, at least Corey Graves picked it up, though. Uh, I did catch that. was what it was. We then got EO Sky versus Bianca Belair. And I have to be honest, I was expecting a little better here from Eosky. Uh, but I think that will come and maybe we can just put it down to nervousness on her first Monday Night Raw. But her striking looked really weak at times. And I know she can do much, much better than that. And I do think it will come. Uh, I also 
don't like the non-finish here. But I know it does, you know, it's going to lead to a lot, um, a lot of things coming down the road. Uh, something a lot bigger between, obviously, Bailey and her group against Bianca and a group of her own. Which currently has Alexa Bliss and Asuka, but I do get the feeling that there may be two other women that may just be on their way back to WWE that will be added to all of this at some point. Uh, Booker T then gets wheeled out, another 50-plus legend. <coughs> um, he joined commentary for the next match. Uh, I'm okay with this, to be honest, because he is someone that has held the United States Championship, and he was really, really good at getting over what becoming United States champion could mean in terms of being next in line for sort of the main titles. He did a really good job. Um, but it was Champa versus AJ Styles. And this was another really good match. Uh, I was really impressed by the sort of viciousness of Champa in this one. And those knees that he smashes into Styles. Looks so good. Styles sold them brilliantly as well, as he always does. I'm really glad that Champa is getting um, a decent go of things on the main roster under Triple H. And actually, I think he may just win the United States Championship next week. One reason, obviously, will be just to get the title off Bobby Lashley, getting back into sort of main eventing, and also elevating Champa on the main roster as well. Um, yeah, really, really good match. There was a nice little backstage promo as well after this from Bobby Lashley, putting over the match next week, and of course, putting over Champa in the meantime. Looking forward to that one. It was then time for our main event, which was the tag team title match between the Usos. They were defending against the Mysterios. Um, most of this was pretty good. Um, I, I never thought that the Mysterios were going to win, though, to be honest. Uh, and they didn't. But Ray again, was very good. As he always is, to be honest, and he has been for the past whatever, 30 years, however long he's been wrestling. Um, and he, Dominic was better than he normally is. So I will put him over a little bit, but I have to say that his hot tag that Ray sort of built to really, really well just had nothing to it at all. Um he still needs a lot of work Dominic and certainly doesn't belong in a main event at the moment um, yeah that was sort of my only down on this uh, I did like what happened after the match though after the Usos hit the 1D and won the match they left with their titles the Judgment Day hit the ring from the crowd uh, they attacked the Mysterios which brought out Edge to make the save but it all ended up with Edge hitting a spear on Dom. 
when uh, Rhea Ripley sort of pushed Dominic in the way, saving Finn Balor in the meantime. I still think this ends up with Dominic joining the Judgment Day in some capacity, but I do think this will be interesting on the way to getting there. Um, yeah, I really like the way they ended the show again, on a bit of a cliffhanger, or at least leaving you with questions and wanting to know how all of this plays out next week, reasons to tune into the next show. And that's exactly how these Raws and Smackdowns and NXTs should be ending. Oh, um, you should want to tune in next week to find out what's, you know, what is going to happen. Uh, so for me, this was a really decent, decent Monday Night Raw. And it is nice to finally be able to talk positively about WWE again and I hope that it does continue obviously Triple H will get a bit of a honeymoon period um, yeah and a, a really good show but I'm interested to hear what you thought of the show uh, you can tell me by following and getting in touch on Twitter I am at AdamChalk8 on there while you're at it, please subscribe and leave us a review to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily podcasts just like this one, look out for the NXT show dropping in your feeds tomorrow. And until then, all that's left for me to say is thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.